everybody, welcome to another What Are You Playing episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Halbert, and who's playing stuff tonight with me tonight? Uh, you got the Chris Dick Arson of the Pretentious Nerds with you. Hi, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. And you got Danny Palacio from Facebook. <laughs> the first time on the show. <laughs> yes, sir. Chris was on our Live Live episode. He was the only person I could find that would actually talk about that game with me. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> me too. The episode never did great, but I'm so happy that it exists because it, it needed to. Yeah, yeah. It's so small. It needs to be known. Yeah, just to put it out there in the world. And I'm one of the few podcasts that probably ever covered that game, so I... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That tends to be a thing. So what we do each month, we do one of these episodes. This is What Are You Playing for September, which you'll be hearing people that are listening next, very shortly after we record this, six days. I have to have this up. <laughs> So what we do is each week we talk about what or each month talk about what we've been up to over the past month. And I usually like to bring on two different guests that haven't been on the who haven't been on this part this part of the show before. And we talk about just kind of what we've been playing, what we've been watching, what we've been reading, if we've been reading any comics throughout this time. Me, I mainly only do stuff for the show, so it's hard for me to do this by myself. So that's why I bring other people along to tell me what they've been up to. So Chris, first I want to ask you, what you've been playing lately? Oh man. All right. I gotta I got a lot of things to talk about. I know we want this to be organic, um, but Fine. let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through like just kind of like pow like what I really want to things that I want to like shout out slash things I want to talk about. Right? Okay. Um, things to just to shout out because I think it's been talked to death about like, and it should be because of how incredible it is, how good Psychonauts Two is. <laughs> um, I want to get into that. It's incredible so like psychonauts one i think is like a game i played way back when it came out and i was just like i was creeped out by it i was i love i it was a weird it's such a weird game right i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with psychonauts one a little oh i i saw the uh the super replay uh, replay of it, but, but aside from that that's about it it's so you guys see like it's a weird game it's super it's like kind of creepy too it has a weird vibe to it isn't but it Tim Schafer? Yeah, yeah, definitely okay. the double fine team. And it's just kind of like I expected that I was, was a little worried about the second one because its development cycle was so crazy and how mm-hmm. long it took. Mm-hmm. And also being, I think it was Indiegogo they uh, funded it on because I know, yeah, it was a mess and then Microsoft bought them. But all in all, how it turned out is uh, you can kind of see, though, like where some of the is some of like the dev- development constraints happened, but just overall mm-hmm. how they hit the story and just how they handle these mental illness issues and just how honest and heart feel like heartwarming it is. I just, Oh, I loved it to death. And <laughs> I think this is a, like this is by far my favorite, I think 3d platformer since Mario Odyssey. Wow. Oh um, yeah. Just because of how, just well the story was it just grabbed me so much and like psychonauts one got my attention like when i was little but this one just kind of felt like it grew up with me uh and i wow. really appreciated that so that that's, <laughs> yeah i oh man i'm so happy with how that game turned out man what a like what a masterpiece i, I have played far. psychonauts one a long long fucking time ago i think i own it i never finished it it's always one of those games that have been on my list to put on the show yeah, I, I think it should it'd be a good episode and kind of seeing where uh, if you get a chance to get around to two, kind of seeing the differences and everything, because it's like 
I wouldn't go as far to say it plays like, you know, one of those games that feels like a PS2 game in mm-hmm. uh, spirit, which those are great. But I think it does kind of evolve enough and make an argument for like being on current gen. But yeah, so I got I mean, I got some others I want to run through because I want to get you guys uh, in. But I played a game called Lake. Uh, are any of you familiar with that? Lake? No, no, me either. So it is a mailman. Uh, basically, you you're, you're in this old town or this like old 1980, 1986 town. It's kind of rural. You're out in, you know, old 1986. I feel old. Yeah. Making me feel older now. <laughs> I was born in 87. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in 84. <laughs> and now here I am. I'm 26. So. Oh, shit. Really? Oh, that long time ago of 1986. Yeah. Oh, sorry, keep going. Like, I was, that's, that's what, nine years before me. So, well, I guess so. Yeah, this town in 1986, it's like out in the rural, uh, gosh, I think it's in Oregon. I could be wrong, but and you take over your father's uh, job as the mailman for the for two weeks and you go to the go. Basically, you just deliver mail for two weeks and that's it. And you meet certain certain characters. You kind of have, I think, some of what of an impact on like how things progress. The dialogue options are really weird, so they range from like they they range from like upsetting someone just on accident to just having a straight boring conversation. You can go up to every character. They'll say something about your life. They'll start talking to you about their life and you can just be like, okay, I got to go. Or you can sit there and engage them. <laughs> okay. So I, and this just came out too. It looks like in September of this year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh, was September 1st, I think. September 1st, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking forward to this game because I'm really into games that are just like chill vibe um, and you can just hang out and relax in. So you're a fan of Dark Souls? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, Dark Souls <laughs> one of my favorite games of all time. So yeah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> this, uh, it goes both ways, I guess. Lake is very, I didn't like it as much as I wanted to because the core gameplay loop of just delivering mail is satisfying and I have a good time. But just like none of it matters, like and I guess that's the point, right? You're just delivering mail for two weeks. And the whole point of the story is kind of like, hey, don't you want to be, you know, back in back outdoors, loving nature? Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm here for that. And it's like, don't you know, you want to get away from your big city job, kind of like the Stardew Valley story of like, hey, take it easy. You know, the world is monotonous. You're you know, we're all we're on cubicles. Why don't you step out and like appreciate the world? And I really like that kind of story. I really do appreciate it. I have one caveat with this because the other idea is you have a, you know, be a mailman for the rest of your life. And, you know, that's great. That's cool. But that would be fine if her other option wasn't to be like a (laughs) multimillionaire. Like. And her boss is like, listen, work with me for five years. You know, you'll make millions of dollars. And that's all I'm asking. And I'm just well, remember, like, yeah. money isn't everything. <laughs> money doesn't buy you happiness. Being able to not have to worry about food or where you live ever again. No, that doesn't yeah. buy happiness, like, right? I don't know, though. Being a mailman for five years and making millions, I would certainly do that. <laughs> well, so 
the the big the big thing is kind of like are you torn between going back to your job in the city making millions of dollars but being but being in that monotonous you know sitting on it at a desk or would you want to stay being the mailman for the rest of your life and in my opinion i feel like the answer is like no go go work for 5 years make millions of dollars and then come back and like, yeah and it's yeah. the 80s so that million dollars actually a lot more money than what we, yeah 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 so i don't know that's just like that's just the weird like narrative dissonance i had with the story of just like just common sense being like what and they, because the game is so heavily focused on like get out of town get into the rural area and everyone just kind of like treats you like an alien because mm. you moved and i don't i, I don't know if small that town- in a small town in the 80s, completely buy it. No question. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I stay away from small towns because it's not my thing. But yeah. from what I understand, and I, I'm pretty sure this is true coming from a guy who lived in the city all his life, I feel like people that are in those small towns, everybody knows everybody. Everybody slept with everybody. They all, and then when you're <laughs> someone that's a stranger, you're going to yeah. be seen a lot differently. Well, so I, I can oh, see. Go that. on. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Plus, this is before the Internet. I mean, 1986, this would have been before the Internet. So before, I mean, hell, there's still people out there that are, you know, oblivious to what goes on there. Hell, there's people that believe that, you know, they're putting microchips into our bodies. Like, you know, yeah. it just, it just, I know I'm getting a little political, but it's just like the whole idea <laughs> that I can completely believe that somebody in a small area, especially in the 1980s without Internet, before all that had happened, where they would see you as an outcast or, an out, you know, because you're an outsider. I can buy that part. Yeah, yeah, it really depends as well, like on how small the the town is. If it's super small, yeah, they'll heck get clicky. Like I came from a relatively small town, about five thousand. I mean, the people there weren't super clicky, and they weren't really like I moved away maybe about ten years ago, and I still talk to some of them. But it just depends upon how small the town is. And where you, you also, where in the country you live too? You also weren't in a video game too, though. So, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is the big that is the big caveat. <laughs> I, I mean, that's kind of yeah. That's Danny. That's kind of what you're. That's kind of what the game's about. You left the town 20 years ago, and you're you're back. You know, for I guess two weeks to take over the mailman job that your father does, and just you did like in the game, you didn't contact anyone, so they're just kind of like. Like, oh, I remember you. Like, you left us. And it was just kind of like, okay, yep. (laughs) It's like, I, it's weird. At the end of the day, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did. But it's like, listen, it's like three hours. If that. If a game is that short, I'm completely cool with it. Because it's like that you get into it, you get that experience, you finish it, you move on to the next thing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's why I liked it. Because I... Yeah, there's so many long games. It's just just a little bite-sized experience. You know, it's not terrible. I had a good time, like, listening to the characters. And, you know, so it is what it is. Of course, there's, a, like, a side plot about them building apartments near the lake and, like, having to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> that fits. Yeah. I also, since you brought up that game, there's another game that you made me think of that's about two, three hours long. It's free on Steam that a, a guy that I actually got to talk to earlier on the show a long freaking time ago. Uh, called mm. Summerland. It's a first person reminds me a lot of Firewatch, but you should try that. Really um, interesting. It's okay. it's kind of like that. You just well, you saw you solve like a little crime thing in it, but it's a point and click adventure type game where you walk around for a person that talks about death and stuff that came out last year. But definitely, oh. you just made me think of that. It's 
real short, less than three hours, and it's free on Steam. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just looked it up. All right. So, check it out. Yeah. I'm just into also that check out my interview. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so on to the next one. I'll get all my stuff out of the oh, way. Oh, but I also wish-listed Lake after you put it on here, because that has my attention. I love little games like that, because this guy who plays a game every single fucking week for this podcast, sometimes more, I love short yeah. games that I can just pick up and play, because it's really hard to play a game when you're playing other games every week and reading comics and watching movies. Yeah, hey, it's super short, like I said. I mean, three hours may be the long time, too. So you can easily just dig in. There's, I think there's a lot to talk about there, too. It's such a... It's a very, like, simple experience, but there's so much to say, and because it has a lot of opinions about the world, and just, you know... <laughs> and none of them are, like, you know, I think bad at all. They're just kind of... It's, it's in its own world. It certainly looks beautiful from the screenshots that I'm seeing. And they definitely seem to have captured that, you know, uh, small town in the woods-esque atmosphere. So I could definitely see how it would be just relaxing just to just zone out and play it. It really is. And there's one, so there's one place that you go to deliver mail. It's not, it's, I think you only go there like a few times, but it is so out in the woods. Like these people live in like cabins in the woods and it's just kind of like I've, I I have been because my mom lives over in that kind of like style of like city Mm -hmm. or town. And I've just been over there and it's just like, they are completely separated from any sort of civilization. And you have to like, just really drive deep into the woods to just get to this mailbox. And that was a question for you. Yeah. So when when she's driving, does she go? What do you think, Zach, about the coffee? I oh had my god! <laughs> any of that in there? <laughs> you know how much better that game would be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I listen. Deadly premonition. I wish that's another. That's a conversation, but just I, I wish, did it before. Or, I wish there's a whole episode. That came yeah. I don't think I've seen Deadly Premonition. It's. It's a good game, but don't play the PC version. Because when I played the PC version, for some reason, I kept having me, 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 me. The car kept making this terrible noise whenever I was oh. driving. So I had to turn off all the audio when I was driving. Oh, so dude. I couldn't enjoy any of like, the, the weird banter, the whistling, or any of that. I just heard me, 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 me. Oh, yeah, that's that was terrible. annoying. Oh, it was bad. Uh, man, I, yeah, Deadly Premonition is an episode. I, I was in high school when I played that and just kind of like. Oh, we 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 had a we had Elise Favis on that episode, and we covered it on here, and we got we got oh. dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go check that out somewhere. It's in our catalog somewhere. Cool, but yeah, basically that that's like I think it's a solid experience. It's a you know get in there, get out, have a decent time. I also played more recently a game I was very much disappointed at, and. I'm, I don't know. I always say this, but I'm ashamed to admit I'm a pretty big Sonic the Hedgehog fan. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a modern Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Okay, now I'm still as wrong. I think old Sonics are great. No, no problem. But I, I have yeah. the, I grew up playing Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Adventure 1. So, okay. So you played one of the best games ever made rolling around at the sound <laughs> yeah. places to go. <laughs> I love, Sonic. I, I love SA2B. Like I, that, that game is amazing. Oh, oh man. It's so good. And I will, I still go back to it because it's so funny. My favorite moment in that game 
is the part where like they're talk they literally talk to the president of the United States. They just hop in his limo. The music is too loud, so you can't hear the dialogue. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. It's a dumb game, but it's 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 a great game. <laughs> to I talk can't go for him. And like they're like Sonic just jumped in the freaking like president's limo and you can't hear what anyone's saying. There are three people talking, the president's freaking out, his secretary's freaking out, Dr. Eggman's on the video call, Sonic is explaining what's happening, Tails is in the background on his computer. <laughs> it is totally like sensory overload and it's one of my favorite scenes in video games wow sonic talking oh. to the president that's a new one that's a new yeah. one uh, so. unfortunately it's happened more than you would think really <laughs> yeah oh it in sonic lore it's it's happened quite a few times and every time i scratch my head <laughs> so in in that in that universe it sounds like sonic the hedgehog is like superman basically yeah hundred yeah yeah <laughs> He's on call with the president, you know. He, I, I remember in Sonic X, I think he goes to the. I think he saves the president in Sonic X. Really? Wow. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Sonic Adventure Two is great. I played the Sonic Colors remake. Okay, I was curious about this. I so did they did they do it good? Like, because this originally is a Wii game, correct? Oh yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. It. So I put I did not play it on Switch. I know that's the version that everyone is like broken. It doesn't work. But I, I played it on Xbox and it ran, you know, perfectly fine. You know, super well, no issues, right? So I tried playing Sonic Colors back on the Wii when it came out. It was one of the first ones. It was one of the only ones I missed, and it was because God, this is gonna sound bad. It was because of the two D sections. I that actually turned me off from the game. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a game called Sonic 3 and Knuckles before? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have played it. <laughs> I can get it. I mean, plus it was the Wii. I mean, there were some great Sonic games on the Wii. You have Sonic and the Secret Rings, which I bought. Oh, oh, oh I have opinions. That's so I so I played Sonic Colors Ultimate. I because I missed originally, and I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this a shot now. I'm gonna finally give colors. And I played through the whole thing, and I, at the end of the day, I do not like it. I, mm-hmm. it is over within two hours, maybe three. It's, I mean, wow. And again, I have no problem with short games. I prefer short games, but I just kind of like it's. It's so brief. There is, and this sounds, oh man, I hate. There's no story. Like there is, but it's super light, and like I'm weird. I want my Sonic game to have some cutscenes. Like the reason I love Sonic. I like Sonic 06 because it's like, aside from it controlling like trash, it's funny. It's like, there's a lot of like, it is a sequel to adventure too. And that's why I like Sonic 06 because it felt like childhood me like, Oh wow. Look, look, they're, they're doing stuff. Like there was cool stuff going on. And I just don't think colors has a few good levels, but there are too many levels that are just kind of like boring. There's no good hit. Like this, sure. There's like the there's the carnival level where it's like basically an armada of ships. You're like flying by and like running. That was super cool. But most of the time, it's just kind of badly, like poorly designed 2D side scrolling levels. Uh, yeah. And as heck, as a Sonic 3D fan, like I that wasn't my cup of tea. So yeah, it was just it was just over the in order to unlock Supersonic, you have to collect all 180 red coins. 180? Yeah. Really? 
Mm-hmm. I don't got time for that. Where are the Chaos Emeralds? That you have to get. So every 30, I guess, well, every 60 red coins you get, you can uh, do a bonus stage that will let you get the one Chaos Emerald. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's just too much for me. And, like, I didn't like playing the 2D levels anyway. There's too many of them. Mm-hmm. Sonic Generations is probably my favorite modern Sonic game because it's, I mean, I, it's a legitimately good game and it's also like nostalgia filled. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just was kind of, I know Colors was kind of like preceding that. They were trying to think, figure out what to do with Sonic, like bring 2D aspect back in and just trying to figure it out. And I think that's where they hit their stride with Generations after Colors. But I just didn't like the colors, like lack of story, just over too quick, and most of the levels just not being that great. Because even when Sonic, when he transfers from 3D to 2D, it works well, but just 2D Sonic, just he's not designed well. Like he doesn't control well. And that's just on Sonic Team. That's a and Sonic in general. They never really know what to no. hasn't been the same in a long time. No, Sonic Mania is incredible, though. That's an absolute like banger. Never um, played it, even I own multiple free copies of it. Really? <laughs> yeah. It, it uh, looked good, but I never never had the chance to play it. Yeah, the music's really good in that, too. Um, I bet. But, yeah, so that was Sonic Colors Ultimate. It's, it's just, I was, at the end of the day, really disappointed by it. And mm-hmm. the way of, I actually liked, I would say, Sonic, games like the Wii Sonic and the Black Knight, which is, <laughs> I prefer that, because it's, that game's over in three hours, yes, but the entire time you're just like bewildered by how insane it is. Like Sonic the Hedgehog, but like with King Arthur. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's yeah. a Wii game. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! And like Sonic's like King Arthur, and like he's doing like he's following. It's like a storybook. He's following the tale of like the King Arthur story. And I'm not that familiar with the um, King Arthur story, but it's just kind of like going through the motions. And I was just like, this is insane, but I love it because of how stupid and weird it is. And you get to like, you know, you get to like swing the Wii remote like you're Sonic with a sword. And (laughs) (laughs) I I never thought I would hear those two words in the same sentence. (laughs) Sonic Sonic got really weird for a little bit. And that sounds like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the Sonic I love the most when he is just unabashedly weird. I And just to finish it off, Sonic Forces is not a good <laughs> video game, but there are moments that I enjoyed that game. Oh, my God. You got to get create your own furry OC. Oh, my God. You did. Yeah, that was for some people, I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, the game is so weird. <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's that game about, uh, Chris? Which one? Uh, Sonic Forces. Oh my God! <laughs> so I, I've never heard of that. I've never it's... heard of that one. <laughs> you create your own characters. All I know, I own multiple copies of it too. Wow. So Eggman takes over the world. It was kind of. I think it came out during the time when like the rebel, the apocalypse story was really taking off. Um, it was like 2017, I think. But. It was just kind of so Eggman takes over the world and actually all the villains from previous Sonic games show up. And it's like this whole cast of Sonic villains. And believe me, 
I was hyped because like I got to see Perfect Chaos there, Metal Sonic. I was like, this is cool. That stupid guy from Lost World, while not a terrible game, is very strange. But anyway, it was a whole cast of villains and Eggman and his like cronies took over the entire world. And it was basically Sonic the Hedgehog leading a rebellion <laughs> against okay. all of these characters. <laughs> it's just and you, of course, make your own character. And you choose between a variety of things you can find on DeviantArt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you do create your own furry OC. And I will. So I created. God, I feel it's embarrassing talking about it. <laughs> like, you're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> but, I so asked. Like, one of my favorite things is that they made a Persona 5 DLC costume. And oh, when I saw that, I knew that that was the only outfit i could wear for the entirety of the video game wait who okay remind me who makes persona the persona games again atlas but sega does own atlas now oh okay that makes okay yeah i I was like copyright infringement of some sort (laughs) god so yeah i got to dress up as a phantom thief i can't i can't complain (laughs) (laughs) so it's so it's overall it's a pretty bad game. It's another Sonic game that I think is actually short, the shortest Sonic game I maybe ever made. Uh-huh. Um, Super Sonic was a DLC that they were gonna have you pay for, but there was like backlash, so they made him free. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, so anything it, else you've been playing besides Sonic? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> you want to? So, so I was like, to, all right. Aside aside from Sonic, to to finish it up. The two games that came out today, or I guess two of the games that came out today, I've been playing Tales of Arise and Lost in Random. Basically played the first two, the first chapter of both of these games. Tales of Arise starts out uh, a little iffy for me. This personally, I'm right now. I'm currently in a gaming mindset of I want to have more interactivity with my game. I want to like the I want the story to be more interactive. And of course, it's a JRPG, so you know it's going to lead you along very slowly in the beginning, and that's fine. Heck, Persona 4's opening is six hours long. It's like my favorite thing of all time. So, yeah, I guess it's a little slow, and the writing is very anime at times. But I'm once as soon as you it opens up and you get to explore a little bit more, Tales of Her Eyes truly becomes something special, and I think it will continue that as it goes on. I've been very vocal about my issues with Bandai Namco and how they've treated the Tales of series over the last few years uh, while doing nothing with it. I think the Syria was just lazy. Despite it being a good story, despite it being a well-made game, it came out at a time that everyone else was trying to do something new, and they just kind of stuck with like, hey, PS2 JRPGs are great, and I'm like, yeah, but do something else. And then their like Sword Art Online games would look like ten times better than Tales of Viseria. And I was just like, why are you spending money on Sword Art Online but not Tales? So overall, yeah, I, I'm very happy with how Arise has turned out, and I can't wait to play more. The second one is Lost in Random. Not sure if you guys have seen this. This is uh, EA original. No, no. It's very weird. It's very like it's. Alice in Wonderland vibes. I know that's what they're going for. Basically, just insane stuff is happening. But the combat is really cool. It's perhaps too complicated to explain. But 
it's basically you just have a dice and you roll the dice and every time you have these cards and when you roll the dice and you get a certain number of points, you can use a card. So you'll get a, like enough points to use a sword card and your character will get a sword and you can slash through enemies. Or if you get another card, you'll get a bow and arrow card and you can use a bow and arrow to attack enemies. So really cool gameplay that constantly like just feels like it's not even though it's a dice, it's not random. It just feels fun and fresh and the world is super crazy and weird and charming. So I just yeah, I'm having a great time with that as well. Okay. Yeah. Phew. And that will uh <laughs> that will wrap up my what I've been playing. And right, what about what about you, Danny? What have you been up to? I really haven't been playing much in all honesty. I usually game over usually on the weekends only, but pretty much for the most part I've been playing this game on a game pass called Dodgeball Academia. I don't oh, know if yeah. you guys have heard of it. Nice, nice. I did not play much beyond. I played about two and a half hours. Um, but yeah, it's not, there's just too much else out. But man, I'd, I'd love to hear more. It's it's a good game. It's, it's you know well know Chris, but it, it it reminds me of like the old school, like the art style of uh, the old school Saturday morning cartoons. Um, just the character designs are super vibrant and every main character is totally different i mean you have one of the main characters is just a big freaking as ball basically Uh, another character is like this really macho guy who has shades on and three feet of hair and everything else in between aside from that it's just like a typical jrpg very odd i'm watching it right now it's yeah. At first, it it didn't like when my brother told me about it. He was like, "You gotta check this out, Danny." I was like, "All right, I'll check it out." And at first, it it was weird, just because I never I'm not really a fan of sports games. But it it just it just clicked after like the first thirty minutes. Yeah, it's I actually to your point. I love the art style a whole lot. Yeah, it's that I think it nails the Saturday morning cartoon aesthetic better than I think any other game I've seen has tried. It just does feel like a show that you could flip on and watch Cartoon Network, you know, and you would see it. Yeah, it does. I, I don't like the art style at all. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. I am not a fan. Fair. Fair but I see what you mean. And, yeah, I mean, I I had a blast. I, I wish I went back to it. There's just a, there's a lot of depth to it as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's surprisingly long, too. Like, I'm still playing it, and... I want to say I want to say I'm close to the end. Maybe, maybe I think I'm on chapter five or whatever. Oh, really? But uh, but I've at least been playing it for I want to say maybe fifteen hours, maybe sixteen. It's that long too. Yeah, it's it's got some side. You could do side quests. It's on like a daily cycle, Chris <sighs> or Mike. So. You basically go through the day, you have a one main task that day, and then you can, you know, do a little side quests, talk to other kids, and they'll ask you to go do fetch quests for the most part. Sometimes it's, you know, take out this bully that's uh, breaking the rules or, or stole. I think one of, the, one of them is, like, you're trying to investigate who threw some coins in a pond or whatnot. And they either give you items or they give you uh, money. But yeah, I really enjoy it, actually. Um, aside from that, though, 
Uh, I was actually listening to your Mega Man X part, <laughs> uh, episode, and that got me inspired to replay that game. So I was, I need to beat that. I've gotten to Sigma, but that is entire. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's. I forgot how rough that was. That Sigma stuff is ridiculously hard for for no right? reason. Right. Right. It's like I got the Shaduk or uh, the Hadouken, which I didn't even know that it was in that game until I heard the podcast. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad we spoiled something from a 20, 30 year old game for you. Yeah, but <laughs> it makes the game a lot easier. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I've only been playing that. What have you been playing, Mike? Aside from well, anything not for the show, I've only played two games. One, since you brought up Mega Man X, I've been yeah. playing, which is free on Android and Apple, Mega Man X Dive. It's a I've been curious game. about that. X Dive. It's it's a game. It's a gotcha game. I've well, seen a lot of praise for it. Interestingly, it's not, it's not bad at first. Like at first, it's real simple. Like you're playing a diet Mega Man game. Let's you know, I don't like that term, but that's what we're gonna go with. Yeah. It's very simple. I mean, you can jump and play with the with the touchscreen just fine. But as you go farther into the game, I could tell that you want to have a controller. This is the kind of game that you'd want a controller hook up to your phone to play because it starts getting more twitchy. It starts oh. becoming. It's actually like a, it's a real Mega Man game. Like, I mean, yes, you're doing redo levels from old games and redo bosses and you're playing that. But if you had an actual controller, I feel like it would feel like a Mega Man game with the gotcha mechanics that are just there. Like you can play as much as you want. There's no energy meter like, oh, you can't play anymore today. Like there isn't any of that. But what the game does do is the game as you, you know, like any any game wants you to spend money and get different characters. So it's mm. not it's not bad. Like it, I was playing it a bunch for a little bit. It was kind of like my go to game to just throw on when I didn't know what else to do and I was stuck waiting somewhere. Like, okay, I'll just play this for a bit. Yeah. You know, one of those kind of games. But it's definitely you know, it's something that I, I had enjoyed. I haven't played it now in like 20 days because I just can't stick with. I don't like these type of games. I don't like gotcha games. I don't like mobile games very much. Yeah, yeah. they're hard to keep going at. Yeah, there's There's been a couple in my life that have stuck with me for a little while. Like I was a big fan of Final Fantasy Record Keeper. I played a bunch of Mario Kart Dash, which is a good game, by the way. Mm. But <laughs> I, I just can't stick with and this one invite. I mean, this is too much. This isn't just click a button and watch things happen. This is actually play a Mega Man game. Yeah, yeah. And you you get different weapons, you get different characters. Like I unlocked Vile, and that's who I started playing as. But it's okay. I don't for free. I recommend. Hey, try it. See what you think because it's you know free. Yeah. <laughs> so, like what if they I, put this on the Switch? It, this is something that should be on a Switch. Like you know, just for free, put it on the Switch. Let people and I think people would at, would enjoy it more. Can't I mean? Can't be that hard to port. It freaking plays like a Mega Man game. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing actually. Now that you mention it, I remember seeing an ad for it, and I was like, "What? What? What the heck is this? Mega Man on mobile now?" And mm-hmm. I was I, I was kind of turned off. I, I didn't investigate, but now since you've been talking about it, I'll I'll kind of yeah. give it a shot. It's worth trying. It has a bunch yeah. of different. You know, like any other game like this, oh, here, do this and do that. And if you do this, mm-hmm. you know, spend money in all the different currencies and everything. But you can still play it like you up to level, I think, 20 or 20 something. You can you can just restart a level like you could if you die, you just hit a button, you come right back and you just keep playing. So even a boss, even though I was under leveled for the bosses, yeah. I could just keep playing the game endlessly and it didn't it didn't affect anything. So, so sad. go on. It's fun. I mean, it, I don't play it anymore because it just I lost interest. <laughs> Gotcha. But I'm not a mo- the only mobile game that I was I stuck with for a decent Mario Kart Dash. I stuck with for a while, but uh-huh. that's a better game. 
Yeah, I'm not, I don't really care too much for mobile games. I used to play them like when I first got my uh, smart my f- first smartphone a couple years back, but since then, eh, not so much. I can't stick with them. And the only other game I've been playing is I do this once a year now for like the last four years. I, I for some reason I get this urge, and I download Magic the Gathering Chandelar from 1997. <laughs> and those games have always fascinated me. Uh, it's it's a game actually designed by Sid Meier. Really? <laughs> yes. It, it, wow. it no longer exists in any form that you can buy because you know, <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't. But it is is abandonware game. So every year I I download I have it on my PC. I have. My friend had a copy back in the 90s that I played, mm. and, and I remember we could not finish this game. But I, when I go back and play it now, I know all the cards by heart. Like, I know exactly what they're, pull, what they're pulling, what this is, what people have in their decks. Like, it's all engraved in my head, and I beat the game in three days. Wow. I just could not, because it's a perfect game to have on. If you know, what you're, if you know Magic, you know the cards. Like, as soon as I've seen certain pictures of the cards, I'm like, oh. I know what that is. I know what this is. I don't need to pay any attention. I can just play the game, put on a TV show like Psych, and just sit back and enjoy it and just play. Yeah. And I beat it in three days. And then I found out when I posted on Facebook that there's a a mod for this game where somebody took all the current cards from every single version of Magic the Gathering, which is a lot of fucking cards, and put it all in this game. And I got so Uh, excited. I downloaded, I started it, and I realized very quickly, I don't know what the hell I'm doing and what the hell is going on because I don't know these cards and I just can't play. Wow. (laughs) Because I'm not familiar with what's going on. Every card they cast, I have to go and read the card because I don't know all the cards by heart like I do normally. Yeah. But it's cool. I mean, and it's free because it's Abandonware at this point. I mean, you just search Magic Gathering. If you're a fan of Magic Gathering card game, it's worth playing. I mentioned it before on the show because it's like an RPG. You you walk around, you go to different towns, you fight people, you earn cards, you sell the cards for money, you buy other cards, you do little quests where you'll beat a certain person or go to a town, deliver something. You'll find dungeons you can go into. It's a really cool little game if you like Magic the Gathering. Man, there, I always like I'm an advocate for this like weird like so many games have like card games, I guess, in a weird like trading card games in video game form are usually just kind of like you know just play duels or you know just play like like the recent recent magic the gathering games or the Yu-Gi-Oh games they've always been just very straight and i I love that when card games like a recent one shadowverse came out last month and it is it's similar to this in terms of like you get to roam around a town and like duel with people you get to explore a place and duel and i just think there's so much potential here and when i found out this magic the gathering game exists where you go to like towns and dungeons that's incredible to me i know very little about magic but i just man it seems so cool it's worth playing if you i i would say don't play the the modded version because there are so many fucking cards and so much to learn but if you play the original version of the game which you can find on abandoned wear sites I feel like the game will start you with a deck that you can figure out what you're doing and play. Mm-hmm. If you play oh. the modded version, good fucking luck. Because even as a guy who used to play the cards, collect the cards, I know the cards. I, I started up and I'm just like, what the hell is in my deck and how do I play? Because the game has changed so much since I played back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't. But the fact that it exists is so cool to me. I didn't get very far. I, I can't I can't even beat like little duels. I just I, I'm having such a hard time because 
I played the game so many times. I know exactly what kind of cards I want. I know exactly what kind of deck to make. When you give me all yeah. the cards, I don't I'm, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> so, but it's so definitely that's what I've been playing again, and I'll probably end up talking about it again another year because I keep playing every year at least once. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I I love those games that like you kind of come back to every year. It's one I don't do it often because it's hard. For, I don't like to replay games too often. It just because I'd rather spend time playing other games and recording pod, podcasts about said game. But this is one of the ones that just like it's such a sometimes I just need when I get really like depressed or upset, I will find myself going back to this game once a year. Yeah, for me, uh, every now and then I'll go back to one of those types of games. Uh, not often, last like you, Mike. I think the last old school game that I played, it was either the original Metal Gear Solid or it might have been Tenchu Stealth Assassins. I forget which one, but every now and then I just need to zone out and freaking just relive nostalgia. Okay. Oh, and I do want to ask, have you, either of you guys been reading any comics you want to mention? I'm not much of a comic reader, so okay. uh, yeah, I'll let you guys get that. I recently purchased Batman: Death of the Family, like because uh, oh. I've I've never actually I know the story, I know the baseline story, but I've never actually read the comic, and I was surprised. I just finished it a couple weeks back, uh, last week, I think. And yeah, I was surprised by how different the the whole story was. Like I knew, you know, Jason got, you know was tracking down the Joker. I knew he got, you know, beaten with a crowbar by him and that he eventually died in an explosion. Did you know he died because the fans voted for him to die? Well, yeah, I knew that too. <laughs> I knew that I knew mainly that he died because of the fans that they had a, like a 1-800 number or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I didn't know was the fact that Jason you know, was trying to find his his parent, his mother. Yeah, uh, I didn't know any of that at all, and I just thought that that just blew my mind because I'd seen I'd seen references to that story uh, numerous times over numerous types of media, and never once did I know. So I was like, "Damn, I should, should. I should have read that read a long time ago." Also, check out Death of the Family because you read Death in. I think there's a Death in God. I want to say Death of the Family is a Joker story in Batman yeah. 52. Okay. Which is a real, we did an episode on it too, um, but it's something definitely worth reading. What's what's that one about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't exactly say. You can, I mean, I don't. Okay, well, I did a whole episode on it, so I don't mind spoilers, I don't Joker care comes personally. back and he ends up like kidnapping everybody. Oh, really? And oh, the whole thing is. He has no face because he cut off his own face because New 52 Batman is really weird. Uh-huh. So it, it's really good, though. I but it's think, a sequel to it's kind of a sequel to Death in the Family. I think now that you mentioned it, I think I saw like a little picture or something of all of the other members of the of the Bat family, basically on in on a table. Yeah. Um, sitting at a table. Yeah. When Joker with his. OK, OK, that's it's what that's fucked from. Up. Got it. But it's good. It's definitely worth reading. And if you want to hear somebody talk about it, there's an early comic episode where we did the whole we did the whole thing. We talked about it. Oh, okay. I but think it's I definitely worth reading. Did listen to it, but I'll definitely go back to that. <laughs> I did go on a I did go on a deep dive, I guess. Like I rarely do this. So my best friend, he's really big at reading comics, and he told me about uh the Batman Who Laughed. Mm-hmm. 
And I did it like all just deep dive into all that. And that that's oh, my God, like that was hard for me. That, that's a little bit too heavy and too dark. <laughs> I have not read any of that stuff yet, but I really yeah. need to read metal at some point. Yeah, no, likewise, Mike. I, I I want to read it. I know the gist of it a little bit, but yeah, I, I definitely want to go back and actually read it. Yeah, it's I, I can believe it's fucked up as all hell though. So Yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty messed up in there. So if you're looking to be depressed. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Is there anything else you've been reading? No, not really. Okay. Uh, it's one of those things where I like to read more, but I rarely do. It makes sense. I mean, As I won't read for the book for the for the for the podcast. <laughs> so, what have, have you been reading? Anything, Mike? Oh uh, no, nothing that not not on the show. Have either of you guys been like watching any uh, comic book movies or shows or anything yes. similar? So, before I get to that, I for okay. some reason, well, I don't know. This ain't that odd for me. I love documentaries. I don't know if I said this on the show. So, I just been like, I finished watching all of Stargate SG One recently. And I've been trying to find like a new show to get into. And instead, I haven't wanted to. So I've been watching nothing but documentaries. And I found a documentary about Indian billionaires that are criminals. Indian billionaires? It was actually really interesting. Yeah, it was a bunch of billionaires in India who like lied and just like one guy kept borrowing money from the bank. And the whole reason he got caught because the bank manager changed. They went to the bank and they asked for a loan. The guy's like, okay, we need to put collateral on. Well, the old guy didn't make us do this. Like, what are you talking about? And... And I, the thing that made me laugh is the whole reason this guy who had like a multi-billion dollar empire goes down because some dumbass went, well, the last guy didn't make us do it. And that's the whole reason they investigated him. If he just would have shut his mouth, said, oh, OK, and walked out the door, guy would have been fine. Wow. It just made me laugh. But that's the whole thing got the guy in trouble because some idiot said that. But yeah, I, I've been watching. I got really into that. I've been watching a bunch of music documentary about This Is Pop on Netflix, which is really, really good if you like pop music or just are interested about music. It talks a lot about different groups and a lot of interesting information. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I do want to ask, have either of you guys been watching Marvel's What If at all? Oh, actually, yes. That's the... So, I kind of got off Marvel because after Endgame, it just... It's too much... It's too much content for me to digest, and I'm primarily a video game person, and I love Marvel, but it's not my... I'm not as heavy as into it as everyone else. Oh. So after Endgame, I kind of took a break. But with What If, I have not watched any of the shows except What If. And because it's just so weird. And I'm here for this weird, fascinating, like, curveball of a TV show. But, yeah, go on. Mike, what's your opinion on it? I'm not. I've watched all of it so far. I got caught up for it for this episode to mention it briefly. I don't like it that much. Really? I agree that the episodes are better. Like the first one is okay and it gets better, but I just I don't like how depressing the last three have been with Nick Fury, with Doctor Strange, with the zombies. Just it's just too much for me. Oh, I they don't did like the zombie. Okay, I have not caught up this week's episode. I, I really want to do that. It's it's uh, good. It's just I'm tired of like it's just they're they're very sad stories, kind of. And I don't like it with my heroes. Like the first story I like because it was just a retelling of the Captain America movie, but instead, you know, Peggy Carter becomes Captain Britain, and I like that. The second one is what if T'Challa, you know, became was a got a got a do, got a ducked into the Star Lord. Like I like that. This the other ones are just depressing, and I didn't like really. It. I, for me, the depressing ones, like I guess I need I need to see the 
the zombie one. I, I read I read that comic way back when when I was. I, I guess they're basing it off the comic. I assume Marvel zombies. Not um, really. Oh really? Okay. Well, regardless, I liked how. So the whole yeah Nick Fury episode. I really enjoyed it because of how because it did go there. You know, I think this is different people, different feelings. But like I. Obviously, I never expect Marvel or Disney to actually, like, ever try to push themselves a little bit with, like, what they can do. And I was just like, just kind of to see these characters at their lowest um, and just kind of go outlandish and strange and crazy. Uh, that's why I like that Doctor Strange episode so much. Oh, that, that upset me. Yeah, it's it's super. Yeah, it definitely leaves you with a with a bad taste in your mouth. But I enjoyed kind of just being like, whoa, you know, like. Just go all like, just go crazy. It yeah. really bothered me. Well, what happened in the in that episode? It's the whole premise of the episode is what if Doctor Strange lost his heart and not his hands yeah. in the accident? <laughs> so in this uh, version, Rachel, that's her name, right? The character. Oh gosh, I I literally did not remember her from the movie. So that's, that's <sighs> she's a. I, I really like the actress a lot. She's really pretty, yeah. and she's also in Sherlock Holmes, first one. Yeah. But she she gets in the car and when he has the car accident, she dies in the car accident. So he becomes Doctor Strange to find a way to save her, I guess. So that's what that's what drives him. So he ends up trying to. So he uses the time stone. He tries the first time. The problem is that her death is an absolute in reality because it affects what he by him becoming Doctor Strange and him affecting the rest of the world. Yeah. So. For him, in order to break this, he has to do some really, really dark things. And I just do not like it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just hearing your uh, you describe that episode, Mike, just kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth as well. Like, I get the whole idea of losing someone you love and then getting this crazy idea where you just throw out the guy out the window and team up with the guy that's been lying to you the whole time. Like, I I can. Unless I hate that movie sometimes. Like I, I can understand how people can do crazy things for love, but the fact that like everything he does, you get to a point when you feel like if you resurrect this person and you save this person, the person that you become, they are not gonna love. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's just I had so I didn't really it was just really depressing and it just kind of bugged me. It wasn't a good uh, to me, but I mean some people like that. I mean people are enjoying what if, so I'm just Yeah, yeah. As someone I, who's I guess not as attached to the comics, like, you know, I, I think I think that's why I probably enjoyed it a little bit more. I like the characters a lot, and it's hard for me to see characters I like going through such, making such bad decisions. Yeah. 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 Doctor Strange, I don't know. I mean, I know of him. I don't. I haven't read any of his comics, you know, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar, very familiar with him. But... I've only seen, as far as the episodes are concerned, I only saw the first one. I, I thought it was all right. It gets better. Two I, is much better. I The only thing I didn't really care for in the first episode was the fact they introduced, you know, a nod to a Tony Stark's suit, basically, you know, having Steve I, Rogers. I, I didn't care for that because I thought that the main focus was on Peggy, was on Peggy, basically. And yeah. it would have been a lot yeah. better with it. It's In essentially a, re- a retelling of Captain America, the first Avenger. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, the movie is that same. It, I mean, the episode of that movie beat for beat, but sped up. Yeah. So I, I get it. Like, I understand. But they had I guess that was their way to get Steve Rogers involved still. Yeah. And I get why they wanted to add Steve into it, because, you know, 
yeah, let's face it, he was one of the better characters of the of the MCU. Agreed. Yeah. It, but I, I'd recommend watching it. I just, for me, it's just hard because I really like the MCU characters and I like where this is going. I have a hard time with sad stories. But again, mm-hmm. these are out of context, out of continuity. So you can do these weird things and it, you have that freedom to do it. But I also oh, irritated yeah. that Scarlett Johansson is one of the few char- pe- actors that did not come back to voice their character. So really? I was like, yeah, there's her and a couple others. Most people came back. Even. Even Chadwick Boseman, they were able to get, you know, they did voice her with him before he passed away. But they're, yeah. she's one of the few that they didn't get. And I'm like, yeah, I bet there was, I bet they, she was like, fuck you. Oddly enough, I never noticed that, that there was the exact same actors for that. Wow, that's crazy. Also, if it's only in the third episode, that's when they have Black Widow, third or fourth. Uh-huh. It doesn't look like Scarlett Johansson because they didn't get the rights to her. Also, oh. in the Hulk, yeah. there's an episode with Hulk. And it doesn't live live Tyler, but I get that because, you know, it's been so many years since they did that Incredible Hulk movie. But <laughs> yeah. it's just people that do not sign off on their like, nope, you can't have my likeness or they didn't approach them or there was something that made them say, nope, I don't want to do this. Wow. So, yeah, I just think they're like, oh, it's an animated show. They just kind of have this like bias. But they have most of the other people. Yeah. I mean, Nick Fury does a whole episode. He's there the whole time. Wow. So Samuel Jackson comes in for a whole episode. Yeah. I, just, I mean, Tom I Hiddleston like- is there. It's like the actors, like Samuel Jackson's obviously like been prolific in animated content before. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess in my mind, I feel like Chris Evans is like the animated kind. Like I don't want to be a part he of. He does that. it though. He comes back. Chris Evans is there. I'm like, pretty sure he was the voice in the first one. I could be wrong, but I'm could have swore it was him. Oh, I thought it was. I, thought I, remember I feel it. like most people did come back. Just some of them just wouldn't come back because I'm assuming they weren't in good terms. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Robert Downey Jr. didn't come back, but it could have been they just didn't want to pay him what he wanted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's top tier, I'm sure. And it's Christine Palmer, the character we couldn't remember. Rachel McAdams is the actress. Oh, okay. Just to put that out there, since I know somebody was screaming at their podcast device. So, <laughs> I knew we were wrong. I just couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, cool. And anything, anything you've been watching, Danny, you want to mention? Finally started watching. It's not comic book related or video That's game fine. related, but... What we do in the shadows. I don't know if any if either of you guys heard of that show. I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it. I know it's vampires. Yeah. So the main reason why I wanted to watch it is one of the guys from the IT crowd, the British version. I forget his name. I should know it. I probably should have. Anyway, he played one of the bosses and he was hilarious in that show. And I saw him. Uh, on a commercial of it. I was like, holy shit, I want to watch this this show. It looks sick. I kind of liked vamp- vampires a little bit. I used to read uh, the Anne Rice novels a long time ago. It's a comedy show about vampires. It's kind of in a mockumentary type theme. I'm just following along. Let's hear four vampires and one of their human you know, caretakers. It's interesting. It's funny. It, it, it also has... Well-known actors actually play spots in it. Wesley Snipes was in one of the episodes where he was kind of, or he was a vampire, but you could easily tell that, hey, he's from freaking Blade. And then also uh, Dave Bautista was in it too. And I was like, holy shit, that's him? Damn. But I highly recommend (laughs) it. Super funny. Made me laugh out loud numerous times. Yeah. What we do in the shadows. It's on uh, Hulu, I think. I need to check that out one day. 
And what about you, Chris? What have you been watching? Oh, Marvel's What If. Is, oh, that's it. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, given my game list, I don't get around to TV shows much. Okay. I've still been watching a ton of Psych. Good show. What that is a good that? damn show, by the way. What's, it's on Amazon Prime, so if you have Prime, you've never seen it. I thought it was stupid. I had no interest in it. My wife turned me on to it. Now I can't stop watching it. We're on like season seven. What's that show about, Mike? A con artist, essentially. Oh, it's gosh. about two guys who are best friends who have been friends for like since they were childhood, you know, uh, kind of kids, uh, babies. And the guy is want ends up solving crimes and he says he's psychic, but he's not actually psychic. He's just really, really good detective. Yeah. But he has no degree. He you know doesn't want to be a cop. So instead he's lies says he's psychic and is a cop that way. And it's it's somehow it's a really corny plot, but it it's just great. It's mostly a very comedic, fun show. There's a few really, really dark episodes, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a few that go, what the fuck is all, I mean, I mean, people die. Yes, things happen, but it's always like done and things are still funny and then it gets really dark at a couple points, but it's very, very good. We're on oh. season seven. I still can't get enough of it. We're almost, I'm almost done watching it. Oh yeah. That's you got the movies. I guess movie. One movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Sounds interesting. It's, Sounds definitely it's interesting. I mean, put it on like your, your wife's front. You might, you guys might get into it. Just the yeah. first episode takes a little bit to get into because it doesn't get good till the two characters get together. That's when it picks up. Okay, it's yeah. called Psyched. Yeah, P S Y C H, and it's on okay. Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's a it's a good show. Yeah, I got it. I never finished it, but I really did enjoy it when I was watching. Highly recommend that. And Danny, anything else you've been watching before I go to the final thing? I think we'll bring up then. Nothing really. I mean, uh, that was the only thing I've been that's really been watching. Okay. Then I think the last thing I should mention is I went and saw Shang Chi in theaters. Oh yeah! Oh, oh wow! Nonstop. How was it? It was really fucking good. It, it it it's they did it again. They took a character that nobody knew about, nobody cared about, and turned it into an amazing movie. It's wow. surprisingly really, really good. And it's very separate from the rest of the Marvel universe. Like they'd make, of course they make mentions of the snap and the blip and everything. Cause they have to, yeah. because every single movie going forward is going to have to reference that for a long time till we get like 2025 or something. Yeah. Wait until yeah. Eternals. <laughs> yeah. Eternals going to mention it too, but yeah. you know, it's just, that's just how it is. So it's very short. They say it and they move on and it's a very good film. It's very, action orientated and it is much very much like a martial arts film and i really really enjoyed it and it's funny that's as hell cool. too that's really cool even though yeah. like as you've seen the trailers it's like he's fighting the guy who is who was supposed to be the mandarin but it's not actually the Mandarin. they, they take a whole different route with that no yeah i'm that. okay with that though. i saw a comment on the overblood group about um i don't know who posted it i forgot but just how that they hid most of the movie in the trailers. I, I don't know. That's interesting to me. Is that true? In your what? That they just hid like the trailers do not show the movie like actually what happens in the movie at all. Like they hid the movie pretty well with the trailers. Yes, kind. I didn't think about it because I watched the trailer like once or twice and I forgot about it apparently. But uh-huh. yes, there's certain things that happen in the movie that the places go that is nowhere mentioned in the trailers. That's good, though. Like, I'll be honest. When the Marvel movies first started coming out, I never watched the trailers just because I didn't want to get spoiled. And still to to this day, for the most part, I don't I try not to watch uh, actual trailers like I'll watch commercials. But that's cool. Yeah, it's it's actually really good. Like it. 
I mean, it fits in the MCU. It has some throwbacks to other movies, and it it worked out really well. Also, those very strong female characters too. So oh, did a good, good job with that. Like they're very but, sassy, and my wife really liked both of them, and they're they're strong characters. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to kind of see that. Like his Black Widow again was a very strong female movie. And you have another one that has very strong female characters too, which is good. I think there's one part he goes to rescue someone, and they're like, he's like they're like, I don't need your help. They're already taken care of. Like stuff like that. It works out. So it was a good film. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm. I still. I want. Kind of want to watch Shang Chi. I'm really curious about it. I think Eternals might be the one I dip back in because I'm so curious. Just because you, sh- you should see Shang Chi. The only issue with Shang Chi right now is the fact they didn't release it on Disney Plus. It doesn't go on Premiere Access or Disney Plus until 45 days after it comes out in theaters. They expect you yeah. to pay thirty dollars for digital access to it. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll happily yeah. wait. That's it's stupid. It's like I mean I have no problem like. I get it. You know, some people are trying to be safe, like let them be safe. It's not. I think part of it is because of the Black Widow thing. She she sued them for what they did, where yeah. they put the movie in Disney Plus and she lost out of money. and They didn't rewrite the contract to help her out yeah. because Disney. Yeah. And I think that plays a part of the reason why Shang-Chi is only in theaters. But they're like, no, we're not doing this again. We'll just we'll just release it later and make Mar- we don't want to get sued again. Yeah, that makes sense. Is Black Widow out? The second movie out? Black Widow, yeah, that came out uh, earlier this year. Well, I mean, I know it's, I know it came out earlier this year. Uh, is it on Disney Plus? Is what I'm saying on Premiere like, Access. Oh, it's still on Premiere. That's yeah. It hasn't come to actual Disney Plus yet. I mean, it will at some point, of course. I mean, yeah. I get it, but at least, at least it gave people the option. Like, if you're a family, you know, it's still going to be cheaper to do that than going. Well, to, yeah, hands down. Hell, even for two people, it would have been cheaper than what I spent for both those movies when I went, but. You know, it's still, it's just kind of, I mean, I feel like Disney should have put it on Premiere Access day one to where maybe like, you know, a week later is in theaters for a weekend or a week and you get it on Disney Plus. So people can, you know, watch it 45 days. They're just trying to milk more money out of it. Pretty much. Yeah. And that bothers me. (laughs) I mean, it didn't affect me because I went and bought tickets. So like it affects people by not seeing that movie that aren't going to see it now because they have to you know, go to theaters to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Disney. I, I went to theaters, but then again, I work in retail. So I've been out and about in this whole mess since it started. Okay. So I'm very not like, I have no choice to, but to be at work. So I'm well, much. Oh yeah, no, I, I totally understand. I, I like you, Mike, I've been working through the pandemic pretty yeah. much myself. So I feel like that affects you differently because then you're, I've been very much desensitized. Like, I mean, I believe, you know, I'm not one of those people like, Oh, it's fake. Like I had someone tell me once. That oh me yeah. Off. Yeah. No, so my son had it and I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> but I, I, I had it. Like, she was, you know, man. it's not like, but oh, I understand, oh. you know, but I get like, I'm all, I'm vaccinated now. So I don't, you know, but it's just one of those things where I feel like that, you know, so I understand people want to be safe. Like I never want to, you know, flick and putting someone down for being safe. Like, Oh like, yeah. But, Hands down. I don't, I don't. I think Disney didn't do it right by doing that. I'm not surprised, but it, no, it's a good film. I I highly recommend going to see it. It's really entertaining, yeah, and it's I, definitely different. It doesn't feel like just another. It definitely feels like this should have been the beginning of Phase Four, maybe Spider-Man: Far From Home, and then this. Not and where Black Widow should have been before Endgame, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. Black Widow really felt like a continuation of what we already had, where this feels like something completely new and different. Yeah. Seems like Phase Four Marvel is very focused on trying to be different, you know, with Loki, uh, WandaVision, 
so forth, so on. Well, Phase Four is all about setting up the multiverse and set, setting yeah. up different. Like even in this movie, it ta- it doesn't do the multiverse, but it talks about other universes and stuff. In it talks about other other things, which is what they're yeah. getting. Yeah, mm, cool. Which I like because that's they have to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Shang-Chi uh, whenever I see it. I'm also, like you guys, I'm really interested in the Eternals, how they're actually going to do that. I don't know, but, but it definitely is going to be a cool movie, I'm hoping. Did you see the newest trailer? No, I had not. That will actually get you super interested, I think. I was very mixed on the Eternals, because, again, Eternals are just another one of those characters that don't really even exist in the comics. Like, for me, yeah. like, Shang-Chi was someone I didn't know. There's another one. And they have yeah. big things coming for them, and, and the trailer will get you excited for the movie. Like, kind of see what they're where they're going with it and what's, ha- and what's happening. Oh, okay. On a random subject change, but not sure. so much. That's fine. I'm looking forward to, surprisingly, Robert Patterson's Batman movie. Same. He's a good actor. Yeah. Like, I at first... Go, go on, Chris. Oh, well, I haven't... All I know is the trailer came out, and I missed it. <laughs> I think so. But I'm curious. Well, well, before I saw his trailer, I thought it was going to be garbage, really. Because <laughs> cause for me, the only instance I've seen of Robert Patterson was from the Twilight films. <laughs> or one film that I saw with my... Because my wife asked me to go, and I did. But... I after I saw that trailer, I was like, okay, we this this has got my attention. I'm it's just a, beating the living daylights out of this dude. And yeah, it's a really, really dark take on Batman. And it's also very much year one Batman. Yeah, which yeah. we have not. I mean, we did get Batman Begins. Yes, which is kind of year one. Yes, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, this looks substantially more grittier than than the uh, Batman Begins ever was. Yeah, this this looks really good. I the trailer got me excited too. I'm it, it's something worth like watch the trailer. Again, Robert Pattinson's a good actor. He just I mean he did a good job in the Twilight movies. It just you know when you have he had shit to work with too. I mean the first oh, three yeah. books are great. The fourth one is garbage. So uh-huh. I, I like the books, but still it wasn't you know it's a different thing. Oh, you're good. You're good. I know that the books. <laughs> That books tend to be ten times better than their movie counterparts. So besides the fourth book, just like Hunger Games, the first two books are really good, and the third one's kind of bad. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you there. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for Batman too. I mean, it comes out next year. We get it. Oh wow, that's sick. So God, we got a trailer back in 2020. We did. Wow. Oh, yeah. And a teaser, and then apparently one came out last month. I just yeah, I saw really? that too. That was good too. Thought I would see more people talking about it, but yeah, I mean, once it gets close to being released, I think then it will be a lot more. Yeah, it's still a while away. Please, people are more in. The, I mean, right now we have so much Marvel stuff coming out. Like we got Eternal still, we got Spider-Man: Far From Home, and that's what everyone's obsessed with. As Far From yeah. Home, yeah, because I really think Spider-Man: Far From Home is going to be the end of Spider-Man being in the MCU. Is my okay. prediction? Okay, I'll take that. That's cool. <laughs> Because yeah, well, contract reasons, not because it should, but because I think Sony's like, okay, we made enough money, we're taking it, we're going to make money ourselves now. You're out of here. You think uh, even after that whole debacle, they're finally going to take Tom Holland away? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow. I mean, they got, they're making. I mean, they got a Morbius movie coming out. They have a second Venom movie coming out. I mean, they're they're setting the the sights. I mean, this whole movie being a multiverse movie, they're going to find a way to have way however this movie goes, where he's no longer part of the MCU when they're done. That's what I. That's, I think. We'll see if That's I'm right. Crazy. 
So. You know, interesting. Yeah, because I don't really see them like they're setting up a lot for Phase Four, and I don't, I don't see Spider Man fitting into that. No, and that's what bothers me because I like Spider Man could, but yeah, I know Spider Man's cool. Any last things that you guys want to say, or any last things that you watched, or something we should mention? I, I, I think I covered all of my stuff. Okay. I think I covered pretty much everything too. Okay, and I cover what I've been up to. Okay, so that's all I got too. <laughs> That's all that I think I need to say. So, oh, Chris, since you're our guest, or one of the guests, why don't you, what, where can people find you at? They want to hear more of your content. Um, so I am at uh, Pretentious Nerds. We are a group of nerds who talk about all sorts of video game stuff. Well, I do video game. My best friend, um, Coco, does comic books. And another close friend of ours, Corey, he does film. So we kind of try to cover each aspect of everything. And... All three of those things in our latest episode combined, uh, we did a Spider-Man episode and kind of just talking about Spider-Man's place and how like each uh, we talked about the main, the actors individually and kind of how each one fits in their own little uh, timeline in the real world. So, yeah, okay. check that out on, you'll see a, on YouTube. You'll see a link to the show notes for his YouTube channel. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode, We've done, a, we've done a few other What Are You Playing? We do one every month. Go check those out. And we do tons of other episodes. We do movies, comics, and games. So definitely go check all those out. And as I forgot to say this at the top of the show, I'll say it now. We do have a Patreon. For the little as doll, you can vote in our, in our Patreon poll. Each month we do a different one. This one currently is a horror movie poll. You get to decide what terrible horror movie I have to watch because I don't like horror movies. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Reanimator, The Witch, or Polter- Poltergeist. You get to decide what, we're, what, we're, what I have to watch. So for a little Zadal, you go to our Patreon, you see the link in the show notes. And I want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from his EP, Bite the Bullet, song The Cool Kid Squad. You will see a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. Definitely go check him out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube also, but there's no video. We are just audio content. I just published the episode, the audio episodes on there because some people like it, I guess. I mean, somebody clicks views every so often, whether or not they're looking for video and get upset. I don't know, but it's there if you want it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I just put it up there just put it there because <laughs> mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt so yeah, and I think that's everything I need to say so we will see you guys all next time bye everybody bye bye see you later <laughs>